Welcome back to The Zero Podcast, where we talk about lifting, coaching, and more. You can learn more about Zero by going to www.zero.com.au. That's Zero with a W. We are also proudly sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Head to establishmentcoffee.com.au. Use the code 025 for 25% off and free shipping. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. That's what all the cool kids say. And if you're on Spotify, hit that five-star review. We love it. Enjoy the show now. All right, we're back. CJ's back in the hot seat. Welcome, Hello. my brother. Hi, CJ. Hello. Hey, everyone. What's going on? <laughs> it's funny just because we see you every day still. Yeah. Yeah. And every podcast we talk to you anyway. He's sitting right there on the couch every Behind podcast. Behind the cameras. We need to get you a mic like uh, Jamie. You know, on a Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Sit there with a laptop, bring things up. The only thing is this one only takes four. Yeah. So we'd have oh. to like record it on a separate thing. Which just makes CJ's job way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> All right, what's been happening, guys? What have you been up to? Tom, bro, welcome back. Welcome back. Ni hao. Ni hao, ma. Hey. Well, I'll recap your trip in a minute. Um, CJ, what have you been up to? Um, not much. Just training. Um, doing a lot of stuff to the car. Which has been fun. Expensive. Um, it's been fun. Give <laughs> <laughs> it that. What's been the latest? Um, I've got new wheels for it. Oh, um, they arrived. Um, so the other day I ceramic coated them, and they're curing. And then they wait, are they on or they're, they're still? They're, they're still curing. So next week, um, they should be on the car. And then this weekend, I'm getting a new exhaust put in. So Holy. it'll be fun. Wait. I thought you just got, or the thing you got on your exhaust was a switch. So now you're switching the whole thing? Uh, No, no, no. So um, the switch that I've put, I've actually hardwired the switch. So there's a switch on my exhaust that makes it quiet and loud. And I've hardwired it in so I can actually turn it on and off now. It wasn't working. But then the headers, which is where um, the front of the exhaust is, like that comes out of the engine. I'm changing that, which makes the car breathe better and go faster. Mm. So that's what I'm changing on the weekend. So you're so looking yeah. to go faster than 110? <laughs> we'll get to 110 quicker. Get to 110 quicker. <laughs> get to the speed limit. Nice. What have you been up to, Bridget? Uh, I haven't been up to much besides the usual. I'm deloading this week. And on Monday, I went to visit my nan and pa, my grandparents, in Toowoomba. They're just outside Toowoomba in Murphy's Creek. They've got a lovely little property out there. And I haven't seen them for about a year, so that was really nice. My brother and I drove out there on Monday and... It was really hot. It was the muggiest day and they don't have air con and they insisted that they oh. don't need it when we offered. They're like, we'll get you an air con and they're like, no, we don't want it. So <laughs> what is it? They've lived 85 years without an air conditioner. So I was going to yeah. say, why are old people so content with <laughs> just being know. hot? We were sitting in the kitchen just sweating like crazy and they're like, oh, it's a bit warm. Maybe we'll go sit outside. And it was just as hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> it's like, you know, when people are like, oh, there's such a nice breeze. Like, no, there isn't. No, there's not. <laughs> it feels like I've opened the oven on fan mode. <laughs> yeah, the hairdryer. Uh, Tombo, what have you been up to? Well, what have you been up to first? Because mine was going to be longer than yours. Um, what have I been up to? I am just slowly getting back into training. I think I'm into my third week back at jiu-jitsu. What have you torn this week? Nah, nothing. <laughs> Whoa. No, nothing. But Hold on. I he thought he might have heard his other doctor. I didn't tell you this. I'm not <laughs> no, you did before yeah. I left. Or while I was gone. I can't mm. remember. But that's sweet now. It's just a little pinch. Uh, my, the, my bad adductor is getting better slowly. Nice. They take a long time though, eh? Yeah. Mine took 
six or eight months. Yeah, really niggly. What? It'll come on and off a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so last night didn't feel it at all. This morning a little bit tender. Um, but yeah, no, nah, nothing too exciting. Just chipping away. Nice. nice. And uh, you, you're planning on competing in jiu-jitsu reasonably soon? Yeah, I'll uh, do the comp March 3rd. That's oh, that's very nice. Mm. It's Buddy's birthday. Oh, yeah, I'm oh. going to get the dub for Buddy. Third or third, nice. Get the dub mm. for Buddy. Do it for Buddy. Nice. Yeah. Well, I hope I'm around. I meant to go to Columbus because mm-hmm. Li- Lily Riley's doing the animal cage. Oh, cool. Uh, so if I can get good flights, I'll go there with her. If not, I'll be around. So if I'm around, I'm keen to come watch you roll. Yeah, Matt, that'll be sick. Hopefully. Yeah. It's at the same place, hey? Yeah. 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 Doesn't yell all the stuff from the sidelines. Get tight. <laughs> Twist your quads. Sweep the leg. It's funny. You know, we were talking about this the other day at, uh, at Jiu-Jitsu. We are sitting down and talking about like bad coaching. And you know how Palatine would go, up. Oh. Yeah. It's the same thing in Jiu-Jitsu. It's like, don't let him get you. And it's like, yeah, well, mate, that's yeah. the whole fucking <laughs> rolling with it. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> the idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, I've been to China. So, ni hao. <laughs> ni hao ma. Uh, yeah, da- Daniel and I went to, to China. Uh, we'd, we'd placed a reasonably large order of combo racks. And uh, it's it's just cheaper to go over there and do quality control in person than to receive an order and find out stuff needs needs work. So it's much easier to just head over there. China's I- incredibly cheap. So it's like normal airfares as you'd go anywhere. But once you're over there, it's like meals are so cheap, accommodation is so cheap. Everything's just super, super, super cheap. Um, and everyone's so friendly and so nice. It's just like a really nice, accommodating uh, place. It's quite strange to walk around, like get to Australian airport and you don't have people standing right in your face taking photos anymore. So <laughs> that's a little bit weird. It's strange to be home. One kid just like <laughs> stood face to face with Daniel in an, ele- in an elevator, just deadpan stood. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So, Daniel would have been so weird in it. Yeah, the the I got the most stares. I don't know if it's because of the tattoos or the shorts or both. Like very rarely do people show skin; they wear long sleeves. But not only that, it was freaking cold over there, like very cold. And I wore shorts to the Great Wall because I googled temperature at the Great Wall of China, and it said eight degrees. I'm like, cool, that's sweet. I didn't take the time to think that the Great Wall of China is 6,000 kilometers long. <laughs> so the, temp- the temperature we <laughs> went, where we went, bit. was minus eight degrees. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. And so we had a, we had a tour guide, uh, just a private tour guide for Daniel and I that our uh, friends over there had arranged. Uh, and she said the words that no one wants to hear when you're at the Great Wall of China in the middle of nowhere, uh, which is, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. And uh-huh. she says... Do you have toilet paper? And I said, no. I didn't realize I had to bring it. Oh, no. <laughs> Thankfully, oh, she had a few stray stray squares <laughs> to help, help, stray squares. help a brother out. China's one of those countries, obviously tourism is huge there, but we don't hear too much about the tourism. No. Well, the interesting thing no. is it's, it's hard to tell if it is big there, mm-hmm. especially post-COVID, because most of the tourists, from what we gather, what people were telling us, are from China. Yeah, right. now, obviously, there's a billion people in China. It's a huge place. But like when we went to the touristy spots like the wall, uh, like um, Tiananmen Square, we maybe saw the entire trip. We maybe saw like three people that we could overtly tell were foreigners. Yeah, three right. or four people. Um, so there weren't many whiteies in general. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of people from other cultures that you could tell were not from China. But most of the people just look Chinese. Yeah, well, Chinese. Two ladies who I, I used to work at this restaurant and two of my regular customers ran into each other 
on the Great Wall of China once. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> very, very small odds. Yeah. What are you it. doing here? <laughs> yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it, but it's it's such a special place. Like, it's such a nice place. I, someone asked in my Q&A, like, what would I recommend out of China and Japan as a, as a holiday destination? The main problem with China is that if you don't have someone to look after you, it would be hard to navigate it as a Chinese person. And navigating it as a Chinese person is so much better. You see so much more, you eat so much better. Uh, even with all the tricks like Google Maps and, well, Google Maps doesn't really work over there, but like Google Translate and all that sort of stuff, you still need help over there. But yeah, it was it was a great, great trip. Uh, China's an interesting, like I want to say this because some people... I don't know. Do you guys ever get turned off by like Made in China? Um, no, not at all. Some people, especially with particular things. So I don't know if it's culturally in the car world. You know, there's so many more cars coming out of China. Mm, like yeah. where the people just think, oh, it's cheap. It's nasty. The really cool thing about China, especially with something like gym equipment, is that you can do it cheap and nasty. Or you can pay a little bit more and you can do like best of the best. Mm. And anyone who's got who's up on their high horse about like oh it's made in china and like, shut up go to your house show me what's not made in china yeah yeah like your life is made in china so shut up it, <laughs> it's just one of those things that's been regurgitated so many times it is and then it just becomes the norm like because you hear of things like that when you're really young yeah um and, and we have had gym stuff made in australia and it's always missing something either it's incredibly expensive fair enough uh, price, whatever, but more so just like the attention to detail, people aren't willing to work with you like they are in China. Uh, the, the actual care that goes into the product, lots of things, uh, are so much better over there than they would be here anyway. So mm. even, you know, ignoring all of that other stuff, given the choice right now, I'd go to China every time because they're just cooler and better <laughs> than working with manufacturers here. Well, yeah, like, um, you know, how you said, uh, well, you know when things are made shitty? Yeah. I don't think anyone's intention is to make it really shitty, is it? Well, I mean, you can cheap out. You can cheap out on parts, which will... Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you. Mm. Uh, and that just comes down to quality control. The other really interesting thing that I learned last time I was in China, there are a lot of brands that you love and that you know and that you buy that will say made in America uh, proudly or made in Australia proudly on their websites that we visited the factories of in China. <laughs> so, wow. like, don't seeing the made in thing is one thing, like, the actual following up legislation of it is another thing altogether. Yeah. So, even if it is made here, half the stuff is probably pre made in China or made in China altogether anyway. Mm. <laughs> might, have, might have been assembled here, but it's uh, yeah. been fabricated yeah. overseas or whatever. That's right. Um, where am I? Quotes. Oh, yeah. Gratefuls. CJ, what are you grateful for, brother? <laughs> it's so we do this every summer, but it has to be AC. Yeah. Now, now, now that like the storms have stopped here on the Gold Coast, it's just been blistering hot, mm -hmm. like grossly hot and super like humid. It's like trying to breathe through, I don't know, it's like wearing a mask again. <laughs> yeah, so I had like clothes green. hanging out on my clothes horse on the balcony for three days that were still damp. <laughs> three days. Yeah. <laughs> three days. Yeah, it was a shock to the system so walking long. outside this morning <laughs> and being drenched after about three minutes. <laughs> Not keen. Yeah, it's so hot. My grateful was going to be the sunshine. 
What is the sunshine? Because we haven't really had much sun. Yeah. It's been really hot, but it's been really overcast and rainy. Mm. And today's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Mm. Um, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for, um, it's more of a celebration, but I'm grateful for Zero Southside. Mm. Yeah. Mm, cool. Happy birthday. Yeah. I remember I was there helping put it together and set it up. Mm. So it's cool to see where it is now. For sure. So congratulations, Tom, bro. Thank you. Congratulations, everyone. It was a big team effort. Uh, I am grateful for, I'm grateful for China. China's such a cool place. Eh, they got their problems, so does every country. Uh, but overall, it's a cool place. I think it gets a bad rap generally, and normally a bad rap by people who just haven't gone over there and experienced it. Yeah. Nice. Um, sorry, what am I bringing up? Oh, Tombro, what have you learned this week? Oh, I was going to do a quote. Oh, okay. I learned a lot of Chinese words. Uh, okay, ready? Mm-hmm. You must let what happens happen. Everything must be equal in your eyes, good and evil, beautiful and ugly, foolish and wise, to bear and not to own, to act and not lay claim, to do the work and let it go. For just letting it go is what makes it stay. It's a Taoism quote because I went Ooh. to China. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was going nice. to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even know where mine is now. All right, I'll, I'll quickly go then if you can't find yours. Uh, oh, wait, you found You can it? go. Oh, sorry, I thought you were looking for yours. I was. I found it. Go on, go on. Someone go, Jesus. The moment is not found by seeking it, but by ceasing to escape from it. <laughs> yeah, live, laugh, laugh. <laughs> live, laugh, laugh. Whoa. <laughs> it's funny because all our quotes are always equally as lame. But we just <laughs> dish on Bridget every time. <laughs> I know. Her quote could be a LeBron James quote. and Whoa. <laughs> I've seen those quotes that you've got framed in your room and they're pretty cringe. <laughs> what are they? Those basketball ones. <laughs> oh, no. Anything that comes out <laughs> of... Uh, <laughs> outwork them. <laughs> Anything that comes out of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James' mouth is not cringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they are framed, but I forgot that they're framed. Um, <laughs> Tom Hardy would be so proud right now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, I'll go. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. Mm. Mm. It like takes that. a lot of hard work and planning to reach that peak. The never-ending journey of self-improvement and progress require, requires strong willpower, clear vision, self-confidence, hard work, and focus. Vince Lombardi. Nice. Thank you, Carlo, from our Yo, establishment coffee. Vince that was a good Lombardi. one. Mm. He's yeah. always got nice the goodies. Carlo. He's an avid listener. I mean, Vince and Carlo clearly haven't heard of a helicopter, but <laughs> I, I, get the, I get the sentiment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, um, <laughs> it is better to regret the things you have done than to regret the things you haven't done. Correct. No, ru- no regrets. That just, no like a, that just sounds like a ticket to do the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> It just sounds like a ticket to speed. Mm. <laughs> that's, no. a, that's CJ, that's CJ no. reading it after reading his, receiving his speeding fine in the mail this morning. The courthouse. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, all right. Um, I know I've asked you before, but mm. will you ever do like track days and stuff? Yes. What, yeah. in the BRZ? Yeah, that, that's what I'm kind of building the car for. Doesn't now. scare you? That's what no. I always think. Mm. Like one thing goes wrong and then your whole baby is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's track days where you kind of just do laps and then you like do a pull on the straight kind of thing. Okay, so it's I'm just about racing other cars. Surely full comprehensive car insurance does not cover you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was no, going to no, ask no. that too. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 it doesn't. But yeah, I, I wouldn't do like, I wouldn't race, like put the car into a race and race mm. other cars where you can hit each other and stuff. No, no, no. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'll take it to the track and just do some laps. Sure. Can you like... 
if you do get like a special insurance for that car, would that mean you wouldn't be able to ride it on the road as well? Drive um, it on the road? No. No? Like, yeah, matter. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's more the other way around. Like some people bring sp- um, specific track cars that you can't register mm. on the road because they got no seats in them and stuff like that, a mm. roll cage, stuff that you can't have. You've got, I, j- I just realized, you've got very expensive hobbies, eh? I was going to say, I, <laughs> hearing this makes me glad that I, you know, collect shoes every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Car's the only one. <laughs> Do I have any? Other? Oh, I was just thinking no. like, it's more like your business, but like cameras and like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I guess yeah. that started out as a as a hobby. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how much these tripods cost? <laughs> Don't go <to> 300? <laughs> no. No. You'd think, oh, it's just three legs. No, a lot more. Really? Wow. How much are we talking for a a Manfrotto? Uh, I haven't looked (laughs) recently. 900 bucks? For one of them. I'll make you one. (laughs) I I didn't pay 900 for that. Um, But they are that expensive. They 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 go north of that. They go north of that. Not these, Mm. the ones that have... For like heavier cameras. Yeah, heavier cameras that sort of have that head on it. With the big arm that sticks out that you guys can see. Because I went That's into, um, yeah. who was it? Camera house? No, nah, old client of mine, Tamara. Uh, remember when she left her tripod? Mm-hmm. And so she just said I could have it. So she gave me her tripod. And I went to go buy a piece for it. And it was just for a phone. And they're like a hundred something bucks. <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got a few topics. Um, <clears throat> did you see the topics, Tom, bro? Yeah, was one Southside? Yeah. I can talk about Southside for a bit. Yeah, let's go. Southside turns four, or turned four yesterday. So congratulations. Happy birthday. Team Southside. It's a big achievement. I'm going to head up there later and uh, hang out with everyone, do some deads and eat some food. So that'll be fun. There's been a... Southside's special for me because it was like... uh, It was the step to realizing that I could do something bigger with Zero. And... Uh, you know, one thing I talk about when I mentor coaches or business owners coming up in this is the idea of like, for especially for goal setters, it's good to have goals and plans and direction, but don't be so attached to them that you miss the opportunities uh, that, that appear right in front of you. And that's not to say take every opportunity, uh, but sometimes the direction you think your business is going to go or your life or your lifting or whatever it may be, uh, stuff has different plans for you or there's there's uh, you'll come to a crossroads and you have to make a decision and if your ego or your planning or your goal setting is so strong that it prevents you from critically analyzing what's going to be the best decision you might just miss out and so i mean james you'll remember i used to people used to ask me all the time when are we going to open a second gym and i'd be like never i never want to open a second gym in my in my eyes like the way i was direct the, head, the direction I was heading when I first brought on Ricky and then later brought on you was that I wanted you guys to basically replace me and I was going to work on home and work at home and just do online coaching and like only come to the gym to train. That's where I thought my business was heading. Uh, and then Southside popped up as an opportunity and now it's completely opposite. I personally coach hardly anyone. You do a lot of online coaching, but zero as a whole, the percentage of online coaching is so small compared to gyms and gym memberships now. Uh, that was never the plan. That was never the direction we were meant to take. Um, and I'm really glad I took that step because not only did it show me the possibilities that my business could have, 
but it's also I mean I know I'm talking very much about me instead of the team, but it's all also showed me or unlocked for me what my passion truly is. I always knew it was helping people, but it's opened the door for a whole new passion of how I can help people. Not only now can my gyms help people come together, find community, find a shared love of lifting and grow in that way and connect in that way, but now I get to help people find jobs and have dream jobs. And now I get to help people build businesses and have careers. And uh, it's getting even bigger than that. Now people under zero have multiple businesses, as in like there are several gym owners, partners with me that have ownership in more than one of these gyms. And so for me, that is like my passion, my direction. I make very little money because I think every cent that I can get back into growing this thing because that is what my passion is. Uh, and so without taking that step with Zero Southside, mm, this may not have happened. So I love Southside. That's exciting. That's very cool. Even though Southside and Gold Coast have beef and will forever have beef. Always. Mm. Wait, where's this beef? What's this beef? It's just, that's the red gym. Yuck. Yeah, yeah. red and, yeah. Seize up. Team blue. <laughs> Seize up. Hostility. Oh, <laughs> no, but Southside's cr- like like you said, James. I mean, you were there when we we built it because most of the, most of the building we did we were shut because we opened mm. on February first, two thousand and twenty. We shut on March eighteenth, two thousand twenty. <laughs> oh my goodness! So we shut straight away. Uh, That's crazy. Daniel Daniel Carpenter and Rochelle Howe they own the gym with me. Um, Daniel and I just played PlayStation, basically <laughs> the whole lockdown in between, like online coaching and doing some work around the gyms. James spent six months shitting himself, panicking, thinking he was getting fired. <laughs> uh, but then, then we started back up, and uh, it took off pretty quickly. Uh, so it's it's been really cool to watch it to watch it grow and evolve. And uh, now we've got Jessica on board full time as well, and she's doing an amazing job up there. Uh, it's come a really long way. I still remember, um, like during that, because Rochelle was still working her full time job. Yeah, she was w- doing that for still know, a while, quite, quite a little while. Yeah, maybe and then, six months. Sorry. And then Daniel even went uh, during that period went to go back work full time as well. Yeah, he did some he did some weeks here and there. I don't, he never actually fully committed to it, as in like he didn't have to. Uh, but yeah, after after the COVID, um, what was it called? Uh, uh, job keeper, job mm. keeper. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever the COVID subsidy payment was that was basically keeping his wage afloat. Once that stopped, the gym wasn't super quick. Uh, like we were paying all our bills, but it was pretty hard to pay all the bills plus maintain a full-time wage. Uh, so he had some some contracts here and there that he took or some weeks here and there that he took, but not much. Like the gym br- grew pretty quick to the point where it was able to pay him and make a little bit of money and grow and everything. It's yeah. Maybe it's just um, obviously I don't have a lot to do with uh, – I don't have anything to do with the South Side. But um, like for me, when I look back, I'm like, I don't remember ever really being quiet. Like it grew pretty quickly, eh? Like, did it already have an established membership base because of the existing gym that was there or not? I think there were 30 members and most of them just quit when COVID happened Mm -hmm. because they were like very gen poppy. So the gym beforehand uh, was owned by uh, Kitty and Greg Bloomfield. They have a um, a program called, or it was called New Strength. Um, And then I'm having mind blank as to what her business is, but she does like uh, women specific and hormone... um, uh, hormonal stuff with women through diet and exercise and they've grown gigantic their online business is insane like in the fitness industry they're probably 
one of the highest performing businesses in the country. Wow. Uh, you just probably don't hear about them very much because their advertising is very targeted to to women, especially like middle-aged women. Uh, but their, their gym, they had switched completely online and they kept the gym going because they had a lease, but it was pretty much just run by the PTs there. So it was being floated. The rent was being floated by PT rent and a couple of memberships. Uh, so when we took over, we kept most of the PTs. Uh, they, they kept paying rent and training people, but most of the members left because they were just gen pop and um, COVID shut it down. Uh, there's still some OGs there. Uh, still a few people that, uh, that, that were there back in the new strength days. And two of the PTs that were there at the start are still there. D- Danita? Yeah, Danita and Deb. Oh, true. Yep, oh, the- so they were pre-zero. Yeah, they were way pre-zero. Wow. Yeah, they've, they've been there forever. Uh, so they're still there. We got Lucy through through them as well. Lucy was a PT there and then eventually we hired her and then she's moved on and, and does nursing now. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what we actually did because like the gym was a gym. We, we put a bunch of equipment in, like we took our mono from here and our bench from here uh, and some plates and stuff to tide it over until we got stuff. Um, but we, we redid the flooring. Mm-hmm. We bought all that flooring from... Chris and Toowoomba and that shoulder press machine and the prime machines for here. I can't remember what other work we did during that period. Do you reckon flooring's the worst part about setting up a gym? Yeah, and I, I got bad news when I was in China. Well, it's not that bad news for you because you don't set up the gyms like I do. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a much higher quality of flooring and, mm. and they kind of like lock together. So the flooring's going to take twice as long and it, the mats are way heavier. So can't wait. I just heavier. remember... Yeah, I can barely pick up one. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, used to hate, I used to hate it when I'd be with, we'd be unloading me, Thomas, and Dan would be unloading mats or whatever, and they'd be grabbing three at a time. Like, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, I've got to try it. do this too. I've got to do it. Nah, yeah. Well, my preference is two, and then Daniel picks up three, and then I'm like, you, I'm like, oh, fuck, I know, three, Dan. Oh, I'm. This is you know, I'm way weaker than them too, so I'm actually dying. Yeah, I'm like, this sucks. But yeah, that was the. I reckon that's the worst. I remember cutting all the flooring for Southside. Yeah, Daniel probably had to redo it, but uh, doesn't matter. And I just so. think about being. I'm pretty sure. I think you see that's like staff infection, hey. Yeah, you get infections on your knees. Yeah, just being on my knees, fucking, and your knees would be so sore. Yeah, mm. when when it's new flooring, I don't tend to get that. But when it's old and it's dirty, mm. like if you spend a day wrapping knees just raw on the floor, your knees get pretty banged up. Yeah, that's why I don't. Uh, that's why I use put, a little mat. Yeah, the ab mat because my knees you get. Buy up. some knee pads. I'm not wearing knee pads to a competition. Oh, I've, I've seen people do it. You know the volleyball ones with yeah. that little pad? Oh. It's like, uh, who's old mate? And he used to hand off Andrew Locke and he wears a belt to hand him off at competition. Oh, I'm trying to, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But you know, how he does that. He wears a belt. It's like the same thing for the knees. It's yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one step away from taking a clipboard and a pen behind your ear to a competition. <laughs> It's just, just not a look that I want to go for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think of like, don't the Ninja Turtles wear knee pads? Yeah. Pads? Yep, they do. Yeah, they're also ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> True. They're also turtles. <laughs> it's like no one's really looking at the knee pads when you've got a <laughs> giant shell on your back. Yeah, I can't wear the knee pads because... I'm start now that I've shaved my head. I look like a ninja turtle, <laughs> <laughs> and you do always wear green. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I do. You got a lot of love for the shaved head. I know, and I mm. feel bad because I'm like all the spotters and loaders. Uh, I've had so many messages saying, "Are you spotting and loading at the next combo?" <laughs> <laughs> so oh, many people. So mean. It's so good. <laughs> mm. It's not mean if it's accurate. Yeah, 
when Alex Deacon uh, hit me with the the love, because Alex Deacon, I think I've told you this, he was like my, one of my favourite powerlifters yeah. when I first got into it. So when he hit me with that, I was like, damn. He's a shaved head boy. He's shaved yeah. most of the time. Mm. He suits it though, because he's jacked and handsome. Nice. I'm just, How are uh, you? Oh, well, thank you. You're my girlfriend. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, anything else about Zero Southside? Feed on today. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's such a cool gym. It's It's cool because it's the smaller space. So of all the gyms, it's got the least amount of floor space. But it's kind of got the same amount of equipment. Like even, it's ha- literally half the size of Brisbane. Uh, you know, th- two-thirds of the size of here. Uh, but they've still got five combos, comp platform, four deadlift platforms, a monolift, a comp bench. They've still got everything, all the machines. Uh, so it's really cool that they've, you know, Daniel's been really creative or Daniel and the team have been really creative with the space there to make it workable with all the same high quality equipment mm. that we've got. Uh, and because it's smaller, like I say this to all gym owners, you don't want to go into a huge space with no members. So when you remember what it was like when the gym was smaller, like at Runaway Bay, when there's 10, 15 people in there, it feels packed. So it's got, it's always got a cool buzz about it when there's a bunch of people there. So looking forward to this afternoon. That'd be cool. cool. What are you doing for food? Someone said there's a feed going on. I don't know. Um, we, we've really left that up to, you know, moving into 2020, what year is it? Four. Mm. Um, really giving Jessica a lot more ownership. So this has been her little project. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she's put it all together. Um, I think it'll just be like platters. Uh, we did some platters for Leo leaving the other week. I think they're just going to do a slightly bigger version of that. Yeah, solid. Nice. I'll take all the, uh, we got a bunch of Chinese snacks. Daniel and I will take a bunch of Chinese snacks. You say nice until you eat them. <laughs> oh really the hard thing is just like you don't know what it is until you put it in your mouth yeah and so it could yeah. be a delicious cheesy croissant or it could be like a fish cake <laughs> of like ancient ancient f- ancient f- what's that ancient. word f- f- um, a fermented fish <laughs> of some sort <laughs> yeah fermented fish eyes thousand year old egg yeah. <laughs> oh man it's always a gamble some of the food that looks really nice is disgusting and then some of it is really nice. Did I've you have some nice cheese coffee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only had one this time. Aww. Yeah, I had one on the first day and just didn't hit me like last time. Oh, so no. We mixed it up, got a few other things. Our food experience was way better th- this time than last time. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Did you um? Did you get any shoes? I didn't. Uh, yeah. I, I ordered them, mm-hmm. uh, but mine didn't arrive. One pair arrived and it was the wrong size. As Daniel came back very stocked. <laughs> I wonder if they, do they have like a, you know, in the Philippines, CJ, Green Hills? Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder if they have that like in China. So in the Philippines, they got Green Hills, which is just a, it's like a big mall, like a really fancy mall for fake designer. Yeah, that's like MBK in um, in Bangkok. They have it in Thailand as well. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. The rule is if it's not like an authentic retailer, like if it's not the real Nike you guarantee you, you assume everything's fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Um, what else do I have here? <coughs> All right, time to get into some powerlifting stuff. Uh, it's not necessarily powerlifting, but did I ask this last week? I don't think I did. Simple hacks to ensure you're prepared for your training session. No, you didn't. That was on the list, but we didn't get to it. Mm. They don't necessarily have to be, uh, they're not necessarily musts, but good little hacks that you guys like to use to make sure you're prepared and setting yourself up for a good session. Yeah, I want to hear your own like personal ones. Like, what well, do you what do you guys need to do? 
I try to organize the night before my outfit and make sure my gym bag's all ready to go because mm-hmm. I'm the worst in the morning. I'm very unorganized in the morning. I procrastinate and take a long time. So th- the the more stuff I can prepare the night before, the better. Do you know what I do to Bridget in the morning? Sorry, I'm just piggybacking off that. I go, tell me when you've got five minutes left of getting ready and I'll start getting ready. <laughs> and I'll grab a shower. That's just a universal male thing yeah. to do. You wear it like a badge of honor. Give me the five minute warning. Yeah. <laughs> and then you love being ready before them. <laughs> and then you wait 15 minutes and then you do it. <laughs> you wait 15. Uh, All right, so you get your stuff ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the night before. Night before. I make sure everything's prepared the night before. Yeah. Do you prefer training in the morning or the afternoon? In the morning mm-hmm. because of my shift. Like I usually work around 11 till 7. So I have all this free time in the morning. So why wouldn't I use that to train? But let's say hypothetically you got fired today. <laughs> hypothetically. When would you train? Bearing in mind that you're banned from here. <laughs> when would you go to EMF? When would I go to EMF? <laughs> You bet. Um, I'd still go in the morning because I feel like evenings at EMF are way too busy and you can't get on anything. Okay. okay. Let's assume nowhere's your busy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one there. I I don't know. Maybe I'd train in the afternoon, like four o'clock. Four? Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's a good time. Yeah. And do you think your hack would be different then or would you just procrastinate from waking up until four o'clock? I'd probably procrastinate <laughs> from waking up. <laughs> Till four. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. It all depends on what I have going on that morning. Because I like training in the morning. I feel like it sets you up for the rest of the day. You feel good. You have that sense of achievement. Mm. You know, and it's done. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I like, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you go. I was going to say, little things I like doing is making sure. Uh, this is silly, but I heard it years ago and I just always do it. Um, I always make sure I'm really well hydrated. So I like pissing clear before I train. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, I heard it once when I was younger. I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing that. Do you ever mess yourself up with it and be like, you know, you're about to train, you're like, oh, I haven't drank enough today, and then just tell yourself the whole time that it's going to be a bad session? Nah, so it's not one of those ones where it ruins my session. Yeah. But it means like, oh, I'm kind of on track to have a good session kind of thing. Mm. Uh, the little things like Bridget, I used to do it. I don't do it too often anymore, but I remember I used to bring like a change of clothes so I could separate work from training. Yeah. So I'd change into a different uh, T-shirt or something just to – you know, all right, now it's time to train. It's kind of like the pre-workout thing. A lot of people don't uh, take pre-workout for the, you know, the effects of the supplements in there. Yeah, it's more it's so uh, the ritual. Yeah, it's the routine. It's cool, sweet. All right, I'm ready to train. I'm going to take the scoop now. I might jump on a foam roller and, you know, stretch or whatever because it's just part of the, the ritual. Mm. Um, like, remember when I first started, CJ, remember when we used to still t- take pre-workout even though it was non-stim? It was because, and that, they, bro, they don't do fucking anything, eh? They don't do anything whatsoever. <laughs> but we'd still take it. Yeah. Like, yeah. after the first week, you'd be like, bro, does, do you reckon it does anything? Nah. It's just cordial powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're still doing it because it's like, sweet, time to yeah. train. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of power in that whole ritual thing. Yeah. No matter yeah. what it is. CJ, what's yours like? What do you got to do to get ready? Um, Not much. Not much. I've kind of, my whole approach to training, I kind of try to take it out of like, I guess the elite lifters book, kind of like you and and Will and all that, like trying to get rid of as many um, routine, not routines, but like even like how I approach lifting, I try to, I don't listen to music anymore. I don't put a song on anymore. I don't, I try to like stop, like even minimize like my uh, setup, like for the, you know, um, something like I watch you do, like not, you know, you don't 
you don't stay some of you we've had conversations about like controlling adrenaline and not mm. so i kind of taken that whole approach to, to training in general like i don't have many I, i've tr- always tried to wherever i can cut things off i try to so mm. it's not doesn't affect me you're yeah. not relying on external factors. Yeah, trying to remove them as much as I can. I say so it doesn't affect me a comp day, but I haven't competed in two years. <laughs> but, but yeah, in that case. But um, uh, with the whole um, taking like a scoop of pre, I don't do that anymore. But what I've replaced that with is just creatine. So mm. I take that anyway. Um, that's really the only thing. But now, because I take my vitamins at night before bed, that's when I take creatine. Mm. Just so I remember it because I'm, I'm not consistent if I forget. Um but in a way that does help me because the next day I know I was like, well, I took creatine last night. I got to train. <laughs> like yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. yeah. But that's about it really. Yep. 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 There's a lot of vitamins and creatine. Mm. Being <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Curious to see the results <laughs> yeah. of the next comp. Natty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like my, my hack, like to answer the question would be what CJ's talking about, which is like the best hack for your training is building in a layer of chaos you know, a layer of uh, anti-routine, which is really hard. Like, especially for me, my whole life is routine and my training is very routine and my like eating is very routine. Uh, So for me, it's more I've built in the mindset of if it's not perfect, it's okay. And the best thing about that is that then you have the option. So like if you, if you don't want to purposely like, if you eat at, if you like eating two hours before training, you're not going to purposely eat. Okay, I'll eat half an hour before or six hours before just to mess myself up. You don't want to do that. But it's what I asked you, James, and what you were talking about, CJ, of you can't let the disruption to that routine get in your head. And sometimes you need to train yourself to be able to do that. And so that for me, that's I have to be okay with that. You know, like yesterday I came, I was just, this week's my deload week. So I came into the session yesterday, hadn't slept since the, the, day, the morning before because flying and everything. You just kind of come and get it done and let your body decide if you can do stuff or not. Like let mm. your body decide how strong it is or how good or bad things feel. Don't let your brain decide that for you. You just have to figure it out as you go along. Um, and the cool thing about that is, again, then then you get the option. Like when you're talking about routine and sort of psyching up or, you know, we talk about don't squat on the same combo. You try and mix things up, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Then when you're in comp prep mode and you're in peaking section sessions, you've got the option then to make things perfect so you can set yourself up for the best chance of success on that day. I, ha- I like the option of I never turn myself on for lifting. I don't get hyped up. But if I'm having a bad day or things are feeling heavy or I'm feeling tired, I know I can turn on for a set. Mm. And I can, I can you know, dig into that bank of aggression or dig into that bank of intensity to turn up my energy so I can hit what I'm supposed to hit. Uh, so building in that layer of chaos is the best training hack there is. Yeah, that's something that I've learned from you guys as well. Um, Because, you know, sometimes I just won't train because I'm like, ah, I'm not going to train now because I didn't eat or what. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, nah, fucking, it's just like a, it's an excuse you tell yourself. Like you don't actually know, like until you've actually done it, you don't know that you're going to have a, does that make, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. And then you you learn to reframe the language then. So you go into it training in not the perfect circumstances. And if it's going good, you're like, I didn't need that. Mm. There's a bit of evidence for you. If it's going bad, it's not an excuse anymore. It's a reason. It's like, oh, it's going bad because I didn't sleep last night. Because yeah. I didn't eat that well. So yesterday, all the weights I was hitting were way lighter than I normally hit. I was spending most of my time on my phone looking at emails and shit. Uh, so I was 
resting way longer than I'd normally rest. And it's just like, this is just how it is. Cause I'm tired and I've had a big day and this is a deload session. I don't go there and go, Oh, I feel so weak. I feel so sore. I feel so bad. And guarantee it'll be the same with deadlifts today. Uh, you know, I've had a few weeks off deadlifts. I hurt my back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my back's not feeling great. So I know deadlifts aren't going to go well today, but I don't know how well or bad they're going to go until I start deadlifting. Mm -hmm. So it's just warm up. And then if it's good, it's like, great, I'm good. If it's bad, it's like, I've got a reason it's bad. That's okay. Chalk it up, move on. Cause I know I'm going to be training in a year's time. I know I was training 10 years ago. It's just going to keep rolling forward. That's yeah. Um, now that I look back on times where I haven't done a session or I haven't trained because of, you know, uh, circumstances that weren't quite ideal. It's like, I just, you know, I missed out on a whole lot of progress from not doing those sessions. Mm. Um, so, yeah. What's another thing that I like? Uh, like, do you guys have any, like, Thomas, you're re very regimented with your nutrition, so it looks pretty much the same every single day. Do you guys have any, like, favorite foods you like to eat before you train, or is there anything that you're like, sweet, this is it, this is what I'm going to have today, it's going to be good, or No, as really? long as I've had a big meal the night before. I don't stress too much about what I eat the morning of as long as I get something in. But if I didn't have like a decent sized meal the night before, I feel really malnourished mm. and like the session's wow. not going to go well. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. See, I like training on it. I like training fast today. Yeah, I don't mind training fast. On an empty stomach. Feel good. So I like eating, but like I was talking to Ali about it the other day. She was eating between sets. I, can't I don't do know that. how people do nah, that. I'll vomit. Yeah, that's weird. Same. Yeah. And I hate lifting when I, I'm, I don't know, I think I'm pretty my brain is pretty obsessed with how my stomach feels at any given time. Mm -hmm. So I like feeling nothing. So I prefer to eat quite a while away from training. So I'm mm. not like feeling full or feeling sick or feeling fat or burping or anything like that. Uh, so I, I try and eat like two and a half hours, maybe even three hours before a session. Mm -hmm. What's, um, <clears throat> I don't know why you just remind me of this, but can you guys remember hyphy mud? That sounds familiar. What is it? Kelly muscle pre-workout. <laughs> oh, can you remember that? I never took it. Oh. What wasn't it like? It was creatine. No. Was, wait, was it a product or was it? No, nah, like it was just uh, Pepsi Max and instant coffee. <laughs> ah, <laughs> did, I, didn't he put creatine in it as well? I'm not too sure. <laughs> instant coffee, but Lim, Cali Muscle. He was yeah. huge. He was yeah, he was huge. But Lim asked for pre workout the other day. I didn't have any. I was like, no, I'll make you one. And I made <laughs> I made him a hyphy mud. <laughs> did he vomit? He did. Yeah. He said, uh, I was like, oh, was it too much caffeine? He goes, nah, the taste. <laughs> the taste. Did you actually put the coffee and mix it with a Pepsi Max? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Only like a, a I like didn't tell Dissolve the coffee first. Yeah, so yeah. I used a little bit of hot water to yeah. dissolve it. And then I mixed it with Pepsi Max. <laughs> Why Gave Pepsi Max? Lab. I don't know. He <laughs> just did it. Can you tell him how many teaspoons you put in? Because it's different to what you actually told Lem. Was it three? <laughs> no, how many did I put in? It was five. Yeah, I put in five. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> what are we the most bitter Pepsi Max ever? <laughs> I always do it to Liam whenever. <laughs> Last time he asked for pre workout, remember I gave him that huge scoop? Yeah, he And he's like, I've got a monster too. And he had an energy drink. I was like, yeah, no, oh. all good. And then he just like spaced out for a while. <laughs> that all sounds fucking horrible. So mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, the poor worst. guy getting spiked. <laughs> oh, but he loves it, though. He does. He's the man. <laughs> Far out. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't know why that came to my head when we were talking about routines and that. Yeah, no. Uh, don't, don't let people make up your routine for you as well. Mm. Like, if you've got a wacky routine or a long routine, you know, some people like to spend 45 minutes rolling around, doing stretches, doing stuff with bands. Just do it. If you've got the time and it, it makes you feel good about training, 
Nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. I don't get why people get upset at other people's routines. Mm. Like, bro, he's been in the gym for an hour, hasn't even started warming up. I was like, yeah, well, he's allocated an extra hour to his training and he enjoys it. Yeah. The only time it's a Mm. problem is when then you start complaining, oh, I don't really have time to do my workout because I have to do this warm up. That's when it's like, no, you need to reevaluate what you're doing (laughs) and and what's valuable and what's valuable and what's not valuable. Yeah. But so my ideal routine before I train, I like to get five minutes of direct sunlight in the eyes while meditating. <laughs> uh, direct sunlight no, in the eyes. I don't all know. I see is blobs <laughs> everywhere. There at the look. sun. Well, it sets me up just in case I enter a competition well, see, and it's this, outside. This is the benefit of living in Australia. We've taken the liberty of removing the ozone so you get a clearer view yeah. of the sun. Yeah. Yeah. You look straight at it. <laughs> no, you know that sun. hole in the ozone layer is repairing itself. Is it? It's gonna be, yeah. Nature's it's going to be gone eventually. Nice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I do that because it really sets him up for when I bench on the zero bench. Because it's the directly sun. underneath the light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we need to do oh, something yeah. about that. Sorry. Yeah. I close my eyes on that bench. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I close my eyes on that bench. Uh, all right. What else have I got here? Tom, I've got a nutrition question for you. Uh-oh. I know the answer, but I don't know how to articulate it. Um, how come eating more can help you get leaner and eating and how come eating more can help you get leaner than opposed to eating less? Just, am I wording this right? Well, your body, do you mean like your body holds on to, if you're eating in a yeah. deficit for an extended period of time, wouldn't your body hold on to that? Yeah, 100%. More instead of, and then you start eating more and it starts mm. using it for fuel. Yeah, I want to I wanna know like the... The science behind it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, a lot of it is like... A lot of the language that you'll hear around this stuff is so oversimplifying what your body actually does. Mm-hmm. Like what we do with nutrients, with food, with fat loss and fat gain is very, very, very complicated. It's not as simple as you eat protein and your proteins do this in your stomach and then they turn into muscle. It's just not how it works. Uh, there's there's some truth to it, but it's, it's just not that simple. And same thing with something like this because you can't just take a, a sentiment like that, eat more because it'll make you leaner because then you'll eat more and you'll get fat because <laughs> that's how you get fat. By Been eating, there, done that, baby. <laughs> by eating too much, I'm resetting my metabolism. <laughs> no, you're just eating like a fat <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> um, but it's, it's pretty well along the lines of uh, the question you have to ask yourself when you're doing nutrition is like, where do I go next? And so what people end up doing is they're trying to lose weight and maybe they reduce calories too far And so their only option when they stop losing weight is to keep reducing calories. And at some point, your body's smart. Your body's like, there's less food coming in here than I need. I need to survive. I need to change things. I need to adapt to my circumstances so that I can last as long as I can. It's your body's job always. Last as long as you can. So when you're eating way too much food, your body's like, there's heaps of food coming in. I don't need this right now. So I'm going to store it as fat so I can last longer when that food goes away. Uh, and so a lot of the times in the, in those circumstances, it's someone who's been eating too little for an extended period of time, their body finally going like, oh, we've, we've got food here that we can use. Now we can speed things up again. Uh, and if you go from too little food to more food, but still in a calorie deficit, you'll get leaner, you'll lose weight. And it's, it's a bit of a um, messes with your head a little bit sometimes. Because then you're like, the answer is more food, then you eat too much and you get fat, then you get stuck in the same cycle. But it's very complicated and this is why nutrition coaches are really important. So uh, if you find yourself going through these cycles and getting stuck, just reach out, we'll help you out. Yeah, because um, I don't know, I'm just thinking of uh, ever since January the 1st, yeah, January 1st, 2nd, whatever it is, I'm down like five kilos. Yeah. Um, And 
yeah, I was doing like a you know meat and fruit diet, but essentially I was just in a calorie deficit. Yeah, um, and I just cut out all the shit I was eating like late at night and whatnot, and controlling my eating habits a little bit more. But I guess that's why that uh, why that why I wanted to ask that question. I did it myself. You know, you know when I lost heaps of weight in like two thousand and twenty mm-hmm. or whatever it was, two thousand twenty one. Uh, I had started at like three thousand six hundred calories and slowly went down over the space of like six months, and my finishing calories were like two thousand seven hundred or eight hundred. And you were really lean. Yeah, I got I lost like legit twenty kilos, and so this time around, I was like, I need to lose a little bit of weight. This is just recently. I was maybe pushing the same 3,500 calories, something like that. Instead of slowly going down, I'm just like, I'm just going to go hard for like six weeks. So I dropped to like 2,300 calories. Mm-hmm. And my weight went nowhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> I maybe lost like two kilos uh, pretty quick and then it just stayed there. And then it started going back up on like 2,300 calories. And as soon as I was like, it's not working. And I started eating more again. I started losing weight. Mm. So I did it to myself just recently. It's funny because I've started introducing wow. uh, carbohydrates again into my diet right now. And it's funny, my weight's dropping. Yeah. Like uh, I'm eating more. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Not much more, but I'm eating a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Weird how your bodies work. Um, there's also what? so many, sorry. There's also so many individual differences. Like people will respond differently to different things. It's always the best when you get a lifter that's a male that doesn't can control their nutrition. They're like, I want to lose weight because young males respond so much better to the simplest thing than Mm. like say a middle-aged female who's hitting you know a hormonal decline or something like that moving weight for those people is so much harder oh yeah so when you get a male and you're like oh we'll just drop 300 calories and then they start losing a kilo a week and like 10 weeks later they're shredded and happy it's like (laughs) this was easy (laughs) that's like um you know morgan Morgan yeah. Church, so he gets uh, nutrition coaching from Rochelle as well, and uh, he lo- he made like huge progress almost instantly. Yeah, like uh, yeah, he's already in relatively good shape. Like he's relatively lean, got quite a bit of muscle mass on him for for how he's nineteen years old, nineteen or twenty. Yeah, and like he made significant progress like straight away. <laughs> and it, I was the one that recommended him to go to Rochelle, but you know I was like, oh, how'd you do it? <laughs> yeah, I was asking him, even though I know the fucking answer. <laughs> yeah, but it's because we're old men yeah. and we also self sabotage. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I was like, so I was like, oh, so wait, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I know the answer. I just, mm. just don't do it. Yeah. All right. What's your quiz? Let's finish up with that. All right. You know, I, normally I would just be like, ah, fuck James's instructions to not open it and just open it. But I know if I open it, you can look on Google Drive who's accessed it. <laughs> so it's like, my only way around it would be to log in as you. And I, to do that, I'd have to change your own password. <laughs> All right. So I've got one. T- I've got a few questions. Some of them have got some follow-ups. Uh, some of them are really random. Okay. Okay. That's good. Random is good. Keep your score. Keep your score. Um, who is the most recent actor to play James Bond? Uh, Daniel Craig. Bridget one. <sighs> what singer holds the record for most Grammy nominations? Michael Jackson? Nope. I was about to say that. Eminem? Nope. Drake? Nope. Elvis Presley? Nope. Celine Dion? Nope. Taylor Swift? Nope. Elton John? Nope. Bruno Mars? When you say nominations, is this like people who weren't successful? Uh, How old is the Grammys? I'm not too sure. Be like Frank Sinatra, Johnny Cash. Nah, so no, no, so it's from our era. Like, um, okay. Mm. The Spice Girls. Dr. Dre. 
Beyonce. No. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. She has won heaps. Yeah. 88 nominations. Wow. And that includes wow. nine Grammys she was nominated for as a member of Destiny's Child. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wild. Man. So she got fucking, she was Grammy nominated <laughs> before she was nine times before she was even 20 years old. Crazy. Was that mm. how young they were in Destiny's Child? Yes. They started seven. when they were 17. Mm. Fire out. Were they from a TV show? No. Um, no. Nah. Are you thinking of, um, are you thinking of, Brandy in Moesha? No, I don't know. I was just wondering if they were from a TV show or if they uh, started. We no. spoke about this the other week, though. Did you remember S Club 7 were a TV show? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was the best TV show. Yeah. yeah. S Club. <laughs> but I forgot they were a TV show. I just thought they were a band. And I remember the Spice Girls had a movie, too. That's right. That was a cool Spice movie. Spice World. Um, all right. Bridget, you're on two. What actor has played a superhero in the most movies? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Oh, yeah. nice. He's, he's been Iron Man so many yeah, times. Bro. Wow. Yeah, I, I suppose. He's I was going to say the Henry movies. Cavill. Mm, so he's played Iron Man in ten movies. Yeah, yeah far out. In ten movies. Mm, yeah. All right. So the score is Bridget, Bridget two. CJ one. Oh, I got to step up my game. Tom Brady. Because they're all pop culture. No, no, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> you wait. No, you're good here. You're good. Okay. What are Dave Mirror's nicknames? The Gift. Yes, that's one of them. Miracle Boy. Yes. Good job. Is that it? Just two? So, and you get a bonus point as well. So, this is a bonus point. This is only for half a point. Okay. So, this is for all of us, not just for Tommy. I love how these guys would have never got that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's one of those questions because if someone else answered that, I reckon I'd be able to... I'm well-versed in sports. Yeah. Um, What team did he drive for? Drive? Yeah. Oh, Ford? Nope. He drove? Yep. He's the, done He's done a lot. Mm. He is one of the craziest athletes of his time, eh? Yeah, he's a freak. Mustang? No. Nah. Chevy? No, no, no. Subaru? Yes. Oh, Tombo wow. Tombro 1.5. He did rally stuff. Yeah. No way. Yeah. He's done everything. Did rally stuff. He did like triathlons, long distance cycling. He was a freak. I went down a David Murray rabbit hole. Yeah. What a fucking... I didn't realize he had CTE, and that was what CTE. Uh, you know, like the brain, um, like yeah, brain damage from concussions, heaps of traumas, head contact uh, that boxers yeah. get because he was a bo- amateur boxer as well. Yeah, far out. Mm, he's done everything. What? Yeah, wow. Um, and also, I'll just here's another for a point five. <laughs> it's only for Tom, bro. Um, so who who was the last bike sponsorship he had? Mirico, his own. No, brand. sorry, before. Haro. Yes. Yeah. You know, that was the first brain he signed with, and then he went yeah. back to them? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. I, Bro- listen, I listened to a podcast with Bob Haro two days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. How old is Bob Haro now? Uh, he'd be in his 60s or 70s, yeah. Yeah, well. All right. 60s. T- Tombro's on two points. Bridges on two. CJ's one. When was the very first IPF Worlds? When? 1986? Mm-hmm. Nope. Earlier? Earlier. 82. Nope. 81. Really? 78. Earlier than that? Mm-hmm. No what? way. There mm-hmm. you go. 74? 69. Wait, are we still going earlier? Earlier than Tombro's 74. 73. Yes. Tombro's on three points. <laughs> that um, is so early. Yeah. 
Are, are they the longest running powerlifting federation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There would have been odd lifts back then, I think. Yeah, wow. Okay. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> how many Australians are in the IPF Hall of Fame? None. There are... Or one? No, nah, there's two. Is Liz Craven one of them? No. Nah. Adam Coe? No, I don't think any of them are lift were lifters or are lifters. I'll tell you anyway. Oh. Was Robert Wilkes a lifter? He was, but he wasn't a good lifter. So he okay. wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame for lifting. Yeah, so he's uh, in the Hall of Fame for uh, fucking, I don't know. Surely they fucking strip his name from that. Well, that's what I was going to say. Can they take yeah. people out of that? No, 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 because they're all about corruption. So he's like the king of corruption. <laughs> ah, yes. There we go. Perfect. And then P- Peter Fior. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's another uh, logistics guy. Oh, so he go. wasn't a lifter either. Mm. Um, I know who Piotr is. Remember Piotr? Oh, yeah, from the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> who has the most signature shoes of Jordan brand other than Jordan? Was Say it? that again. Uh, Travis Scott? No. Nah. Drake? No. Nah. Not a rapper. Oh, of the Jordan brand? Yeah. <sighs> I think you've worn a pair of his colorway in the ones as well, Tom, bro. They weren't his signature shoe. Is, is it a basketballer? Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. I don't think any of you will get this, but Carmelo Anthony has 13 shoes. 13 oh. of his own signature shoes with Jordan Brand. What? Chris Paul's got 12. And then, yeah. What what um, colorway would I have worn? I think I've seen you wear a pair of his ones and I've said to you, hey, what, they're... What are the ones? Um, like what color? They had gold on them? I swear. What's his name? Carmelo Anthony. Is Westbrook up there? No, nah, he's only got four shoes. Four shoes. He had like the 3.5s and then the fours. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, wow. Jordans. Yeah, you forget Jordan has signed athletes. Yeah, Jordan won, Tom, bro. His shoes are ugly as fuck. I can't tell you <laughs> that much. Nah, I don't have them. I thought I... Nah. nah. Oh. I, I think Daniel has them. Oh, maybe it is Dan. Yeah, it is Daniel, eh? Yeah, I've said that to him. Yeah. Oh, the Carmelo Anthony's are... Yeah, there you go. Mm. Um, all right, last one. What is the biggest female deadlift ever? Now, it wasn't done in powerlifting. Oh, was that yeah. that like 700 pound one recently? In Was it the elephant bar was one? It? Why don't you tell me? I don't know exactly 700 pounds. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nah, Bridget. <laughs> Bridget gets that. Bridget gets that. Was that the elephant bar one at the strongman? I don't think I it was think with so, that. Yeah. I thought it was just on a normal deadlift bar. But Lucy Underdown breaks record at 2023 was, World yeah, Deadlift Championships last, as first woman to deadlift 318 kilograms, 700 pounds. Nah, I don't count strongman deadlifts or strap deadlifts unless it's there. <laughs> unless then, it's there. Then, then, I, then I break my, uh, break my code. <laughs> <laughs> it's code. Uh, All right. Bridget wins that one. Yay. Nice. All right. Nice. Thanks for uh, tuning in. All right, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.